0: Hey guys and welcome to episode four of the Surf Coast Creatives podcast. With me, as always, Jess Mellington, hostess for the mostess. Welcome, Jess.
1: Thanks, Ben. Good to be here.
0: Great to have you here. What have you been up to this week?
1: I've just been working and uh, getting episode three ready to roll out, which came out today with Lola Berry.
0: Yeah, it's off to a great start that one. Yeah. Downloads are going crazy, so it's good to see.
1: Yes,
0: very exciting. PT are busy.
1: Very busy, which is nice.
0: We're got uh, really pumped about today's episode. We've got. A Torquay icon in the house, (laughs) in his own house. Uh, Please welcome Mark Clatworthy, the founder of Ocean Grind in Torquay.
2: Cheers, Ben. Thanks for having me on.
0: Great to have you here, Mark. Now, yeah, the founder of Ocean Grind here in Torquay. For those outside Torquay and, you know, tuning in in Melbourne, most of our audience is in Melbourne, do you just want to give us a quick rundown of exactly what you do and what your business is all about?
2: Uh, yeah, so we roast coffee and then we, we supply cafes and shops with our coffee and uh, we have our own cafe here as well um, out in the sort of business park um, on the way into Torquay and yeah, we've got an online store as well and we're yeah, keeping people caffeinated through COVID at the moment. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Caffeinated through COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice little headline, I yeah. think, yeah. for the episode. Uh, Lola Berry had just come up with... I um, know oh it was Natalie, wasn't it? Natalie Martin, who came up with the Corona Coaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So keeping people caffeinated through Corona. Very yeah. good, yeah. I guess we'll get that question out of the way first. How has it been the last six months?
2: Uh, yeah, yes. look, it's obviously been a challenge as it has for everyone, but um, we have adapted pretty well and... Uh, the cafe itself's been quieter. Um, obviously, it's just things are harder for people to get out and come to our cafe, and with the restrictions in place. Um, but our the other side of the business has stayed strong, so the wholesale supply to other cafe partners and uh, the shops as well. People are yeah, they're buying a lot of coffee to to work at home and be at home. So our online store has gone really well, mm-hmm. um, and. We're sort of running tighter hours at the cafe, but I've kept my staff busy by uh, d- doing an extra delivery service. So we're doing free delivery to local areas for um, orders over $20, and then um, obviously our, our postal deliveries uh, have gone up as well. So yeah, we've certainly had plenty on with all the extra deliveries and um, yeah, preparing online orders and so on. Yeah.
1: yeah. How many um, cafes do you... or? Yeah, businesses. Do do you supply? Uh,
2: there's around ten cafes, and then probably a similar similar amount of sort of deli grocer type yeah. shops yep. as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Mo- mostly mostly along the coast. There's a couple in Geelong, um, but it kind of works well when they're when they're nearby because it just helps with delivering and support and, and those yep. side of things. But yep. yeah.
0: Yeah, keen to do a, a deep dive into your business model and everything else a little bit later. But um, from what we can gather, interviewing our guests so far on the podcast, a, biz- a business like Ocean Grind has got a like a little cult following here in Torquay. You'd have to you'd have to say, and even probably some people from Geelong too, that come out and get their coffee on the weekends. But a business like this and a brand like this doesn't come easy. So do you want to take us back to the start and tell us about how it all began?
2: Well, how long have we got? <laughs> um,
0: We've got f- 58 minutes left.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, it goes back a fair way, and I um, had quite a career change at the start too, but I yeah, did engineering at uni, engineering and business, and yeah. um, was a civil structural engineer for about 10 years, mm-hmm. um, which included working over in London for a couple of years, so my wife Kim and I were over there and did the whole backpacking thing through Europe, and um, on our way back we're coming through Central and South America and um, you know I always loved my coffee and it was sort of part of our routine especially travelling you know getting involved with the culture there and yeah. seeing people go out their day and calling in for a coffee at little hidden laneway cafes and so on um, but yeah we're at a cafe in Nicaragua and they were um, they were roasting on the on the bench there with a, a big popcorn popper so yeah. it just kind of really intrigued me seeing Something so simple used to roast roasted coffee beans. So, um, literally a popcorn popper. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So when I got back, I, I got one myself, a little <laughs> little popcorn popper from Kmart for about ten bucks, and uh, it turned them brown, but it didn't taste very <laughs> really good at all. So, yeah, I just started researching home roasting, and um, I got a like a proper little. It was still a small little electric uh, roaster that did about you know 200 grams at a time mm-hmm. and just started tinkering with that with trial and error. And then, um, you know, that was a good couple of years probably of playing with that. And then I went and did a roasting course in Melbourne, a two-day course. So it was, it was great to use a, a proper gas-fired um, roaster. Um, same time, I was just, yeah, kind of dreaming up, you know, coffee business and um, a brand and ideas and then, uh, ended up, you know, I wasn't loving my job by this stage and then I think at this stage I was at, at Bowen Water by then um, which is a great place to work but I just kind of felt I wanted to have a go at this passion of mine so um, I had a very un- Kim was very understanding in letting us invest in a, a commercial roaster, a 5 kilo roaster that we installed in the garage at Jan Chuck and yes yeah, so I was yeah, it was a bit like Breaking Bad style. I was working engineer by day and I was roasting in the garage by <laughs> night, you know, doing up a cook. Um, and then
0: I think that's another title for the Yeah, yeah. Breaking Bad style, yeah. Ocean <laughs> Grove. <growth. laughs> Ocean yeah. yeah,
2: and then um, I think I put a little uh, post on a you know, community notice board or something, whatever it was at the time, and like this is about twelve. Oh, yeah, probably twelve years ago or something like that. And then. I was, yeah, offered free samples of the coffee um, around town. So then I'd, I'd drop them off for people's letterboxes, and then yeah. I think it was then five dollars a bag, and I'd go between you know Anglesey and Ocean Grove, and um, you know it, it just helped at least cover a little bit of the cost of the green beans. And <coughs> yep. I probably shudder to think what it tasted like at the time, but yeah. um, it, it just let me hone my craft and um, get my head around the roasting process. And and then, yeah, look. Push came to shove a bit, and I realised that if I kept doing it half-hearted, then that's all the business we're going to grow to. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, Kim backed me and said, "Why don't you, you know, quit your engineering job and do it full-time?" So uh, I did that, and um, yeah, it's been a slow process, but I guess that you know the first step I did was jumping into the, the Saturday farmers market. Yep. Um, I had a, a simple cart to start with, and then uh, built a, a coffee van. Um, Felix the van uh, which yep. I've just recently sold but yeah that was sort of my shop so that was my uh, got me out there and um, just started doing the markets so and how then, long
1: ago was that? that was uh,
2: it was sort of 2013 when I started doing it full time so yep, yep. Um, sort of seven years ago um, and then yeah I started approaching a few shops I think I got in a couple of sort of deli grocer type stores, I think like Peaches yeah um, around that time and then the plan was to always set up the roastery out at this estate um, I could just see that I could um, supply and support cafes and talk but without kind of competing right next door to them so I felt this was a good spot yep. um, and so uh, eventually I, I got wind of this building getting done and um it was pretty daunting at the time to be moving into such a, a big space, um, but again, I had sort of a vision of doing some community-type events and things here as well, and being a good community space. So, um, yeah, I just went for it and um, uh, sort of slowly built up the cafe space as well. Yep. Um, yep. And then. It's probably only been the last 18 months where it's yeah gotten a lot busier for us in the cafe and also the wholesale side's picking up as well. Um, yeah, so wow. so it covers most of it. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a business built purely on passion. Yeah. And I mean, 10 years as an engineer. So how long? If we can go back to that transition of leaving yep. engineering. So it sounds like you're doing it part time. Had the had the shed in who where uh, making beans and all the rest and. How long did it take to transition from that to, to the point where your very supportive partner Kim said I think you should quit your job and go about this full time and make a real go of it
2: yeah it might have been I think we had that uh, the five kilo roaster for it's possibly about a year transition so it was it wasn't a decision made lightly I mean yeah. we
0: five five years so no one year with here. the roaster 20.
2: in there yeah. um, we'd had uh, yeah we'd have one child already Sienna, Um and I think I think we had the second one on the way so it was, it was like financially it was a big call and um, but at the same time I felt that if I yeah if I didn't do it soon that it's only going to get harder later yeah. in life so uh, you can still find a way to make it happen don't get me wrong but I, for me I just thought I need to to yeah. have a crack now. Um, yeah.
3: It's one
0: of those yeah. big decisions I think a lot of our listeners have to deal with, and a lot of our guests have had to deal with making that decision as well. At that point, we say goodbye to all the bells and whistles. I, may, I imagine Bow and Water, you know, there was annual leave and sick leave and all the rest, and yep. you know, there's a lot of security and comfort there. Was Kim working full time at the time?
2: Uh, not full time. Uh, she, yeah without <coughs> yeah, kids happening but um, she's definitely part-time she's a neurophysio so she's been working yeah this whole time in part-time capacity at least um, yep. so yeah we had some stability there with it, with her work as well mm-hmm. um, yeah
0: are you from the surf coast or you... uh,
2: Geelong originally Geelong. Um, but you know my family is lucky to have a house down at a holiday house down at lawn so we' have sort of been going down there since since I was born basically and um, also friends in talking and Juck growing up and then we've been in Juck it's going up to 14 years I think yeah 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 well it's
0: a pretty magnificent part of the world Jan Juck so yeah
2: Yeah. we're pretty lucky to live Mm -hmm. there
0: yeah and surf and lifestyle is a big part of who you are as well or is it work work work?
2: No, well, um, you can't it's, tell the it's not grind, grind, <laughs> it's ocean grind, right? So, yeah, no, definitely, um, yeah, surfing and uh, is a good outlet for me, um, physically and mentally, and yeah, running and um, playing tennis now with my eldest daughter, who's getting quite good now, so playing a <laughs> bit more tennis as well, and um, a bit of yoga where I can, yeah. Um, Your
0: daughter's beating you at tennis, or uh, <laughs> not
2: quite, some points. <laughs> yeah, no, she's yeah, she won't be far off. me, I'd say.
0: Yeah. May just started playing tennis with the spring weather coming on board. Mm. Do you want to announce the scores of?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like six love, six love, six love. It's, it's just vlogging. <laughs> oh, like I get a few points. Get you know, you go to juice a lot. But <laughs> you get angry. Oh, so frustrating. I just can't get. I get nervous to win that game point. I'm like, damn it. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it, just at the end of your introduction there you, t- you spoke briefly about you know the daunting experience of taking on the lease here i imagine it's a lease here in the yeah, industrial yeah, park so yeah. just for our listeners we're in the industrial estate in torquay it's a bit of a, a cbd i guess a dedicated cbd for um, businesses in torquay a lot of wholesalers and manufacturers and things so nice. an industrial park not a cbd so yeah. back in the day uh, jess you had a gym across the road called the Ox Effect. So I imagine you guys were probably two of the first tenants in this area. So daunting, not only because it was your first big lease, but there would have been no one here.
2: Yeah, it was <laughs> 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 um, there wasn't, there was Bunnings, so the, the, yeah. the sort of tool hire shop, and Silly Bay Sea, next door, but um, that's just wholesale, not retail.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe a paint shop, there wasn't a lot. Yeah. and then. Um, yeah, I remember like when I opened, I just had you know, had the coffee van at the doorway because I hadn't set anything else up yet apart from the roaster itself. Yeah. And one guy, he ordered and then he sort of as he was waiting, he looked looked behind the caravan and said, "Are you just a, a coffee van in a warehouse?" <laughs> yeah. And I said, "Just just wait, mate. It's all it's all yeah. Just wait." <laughs>
0: this stuff takes time.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, we're out here pretty early, so um, it's been good to see. Um, good businesses come out here and move in and um we've got a surfboard shaper next door and that's i think perfect. there's now about 10 gyms Jeff. Yeah, i think <laughs> <there's> since, <so laughs> many since gyms. you left
3: yeah
0: <laughs> i think the ox effect here yeah, was one of the first and now yeah there would be uh, there's crossfit yeah There yep. would be four
1: gyms out here now at least at least yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. but that's uh, good couple. like
1: talkies are really um like a lot of health and fitness is really important to everyone so it's you know not surprising that there's so many gyms but I remember um, moving in, and the builder that was building yep. the warehouse said, Go across the road, grab a coffee, you won't regret it. And I hadn't drank coffee ever, <laughs> and I went across the road, like, ever. I was 20, Ocean grinders, 25, and I, I was 25, walked across the road, got a coffee because I was so sleep deprived. Yep. And I was hooked, and I had the worst, everyone knows now that I have the worst coffee habit because of Ocean Grant, so thank you for that <laughs> well, attention. There you go, Mark. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, I was obsessed. Like, Welcome okay. to the dark side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, so. Actually, first coffee here today in quite a while, and I've forgotten how good it is. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Being mm-hmm. a member of, a loyal member of the Ox Effect for 12 months before we shut down, and getting a coffee here after most training sessions. Yeah, so good. I miss so it, good. so... But, yeah, being able to attract people and build a real vibe and community out in this industrial park Mm. is is quite a thing. Oh, thank you.
1: And it also comes, like, you have a very big point of difference where you've got sustainability as one of your pillars. Do you want to talk us through where that comes from and, you know, what you're trying to achieve?
2: I guess from the outset, um, I wanted my business and my brand to be, um, well, firstly about, you know, appreciating good coffee but also about appreciating the coast and the natural environment um, I guess that's sort of coming from I'd, I'd like my kids to get to be able to experience nature as we have um, that's certainly yeah being a big driver um, and so I just made it part of what the brand's about and then so right from the outset any decision I made I'd try to think about what negative impact that could have and then um, factor that in, and then if there's a better way of doing something that's within our means, then let's do it and yep. reduce the impact where possible. Um, and we're not perfect; we've still got, you know, other forms of packaging and things that um, we're using. And um, it's, but it's just a case of taking what steps you can, uh, yep. one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: What are some of the things that you've put in place?
2: Uh, so I guess the big one last year was was phasing out the single-use cups, yeah. um, and that was that's been a long time coming. And I've always been sort of driving things that way. Um, someone just, uh, just revs start, up outside, just starting there. starting up the old Land Cruiser. Yeah, <laughs> um, just
0: got his delivery of beans. and off Yeah, that's
2: it. Um, and so like we have always offered you know 50% discount for bringing your own cup right from day dot and. Um, we started offering, I think at the market, we had we had a mug library there. Um, we had our own, you know, collection bin for, for our compostable cups so people could put them in there. And I guess they could see the cups getting used and, and the amount that would build up. And then um, we kept offering, you know, we did promotions around um, bringing your own cups. So we did a couple of plastic-free July periods yeah. where we did... Um, you know, you could win a surfboard. So we just thought, you know, it's a little bit unrelated, but it, it gets people's attention. I yeah. think sometimes you're preaching to the choir a bit if you um, with trying to encourage the behaviour. So if you can get their attention by bring a cup and bring it, you know, an X number of times in a month and you go in the draw and you might win a surfboard. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, whatever whatever works, right, to get people yeah. remembering and bringing it in. And, yep. um, and we found that that did increase the percentage of people bringing their own cup yep. um, and this is you know over a, a good few years but I kept finding that um, and the fallback option still there that people would still yeah single-use cups would still get used so we got it up to sort of 50 to 60 percent at one point of, of um, that's the percentage of people bringing their own cup so that's that's pretty high that's that's a yeah. great result um, but there's still you know 40 to 50 percent that, that we're using single-use cups so yeah, I just thought, well, it's time now to just draw that line in the sand and and really practice what we preach and yep. and call it. So, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to do it in a way that was boom, you know, that's it from tomorrow, no more cups. So I thought let's give everyone plenty of notice, let's bring everyone along with us, yep. um, so they are part of the solution as well. Um, so we called it about sort of two or three months out and. Look, the positive aspect is you can create a campaign around this, and so there's lots of good social media we could use about yeah. um, how many days to go, how many weeks to go, and um, yeah, it the got
0: opposite of Daniel Andrews' campaigns, current <laughs> campaigns.
2: <laughs> yeah. Where this is the way it's going to be. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Try to get a little bit more notice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and so I think um, the end result's been pretty good, very positive from everyone, and. Yeah. Um, uh, I think like our numbers haven't gone down. Like so um and and a lot of it is that habit thing. So even like a week or two from from cutting the, the cups off, um, one guy sort of read the notice and he said, Oh, you're cutting out single use cups and I said, No, it's all good, there's still, you know, a week to go. You can still get get a single use cup. And he said, Oh, it's all right, I've got a reasonable cup in my car, I'll just go get it. Ah, so okay. that's the sort of behaviour that Yeah that exists, and um i mean look at the mask wearing like no not many people are forgetting yeah. their mask because they have to wear it so if you if you had to bring your cup and you really wanted a coffee you you won't forget your cup yeah <laughs> i must admit or i maybe. forgot
0: to wear my mask at woolies the other oh day right <laughs> and, and all these people looking at me i was like what's everyone looking for that <laughs> and then i just remembered i didn't have my mask on so i'm surprised that i didn't get frog marched out of the store yeah but so uh, you do forget but yeah. yeah that is a very very cool i can't think of another cafe or roaster who's implemented that policy and i remember reading an article in surf coast times last year when you did it it was august 2019 wasn't it around then
2: yeah yeah start of august yeah
0: it wasn't um you know you think you know a nice positive policy like that Every, everyone's on board but not everyone was on board were they you had to knock No. Off, yeah, knock yeah there was
2: Look, there's yeah definitely a handful that um maybe there's a handful that it never came back at all um we didn't notice it in the numbers and in fact it attracted a lot of new customers that hadn't heard of us and mm-hmm. they sort of read the story i heard what we we're doing and came here because of that yep. um uh, but we still even now you'll get a couple of new customers that come in and um yeah they walk out not many most of them are like uh ah, that's all good like it's great what you're doing i just don't want to buy a cup today so yeah yep. i'll leave um Every now and then you get one that I think one guy said, that's ridiculous and stormed yeah. out. Um, but not as ridiculous as using something for three minutes and chucking it in the bin every single day, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, overall though, it's uh, definitely been a positive thing. And look, it is easier when we've got dining. It's a bit hard at the moment with COVID. Because um, when you've got the dining aspect, then the other fallback is, look, don't that's have a cup, don't want to buy a cup, just sit here and drink it, yeah. you know. Yep. check your emails on your phone or do something and enjoy yep. your coffee here. Um, so overall it's been positive and um, shout out to my staff who have they've been at the sort of front line of this um, yeah. the whole time and um, having to convey to customers uh, our policy and um, and they're all you know a couple are a little bit worried about the business side of it and things but yeah. um, generally, very supportive of it and then even when covid hit and we had a team meeting and i oh, said so this is going to get really hard with the cups and we, we don't want to spread the virus as well with just all everyone bringing their you know grubby cups in yeah um, so
0: that hasn't been washed, been sitting in the truck for yeah for so
2: again they were just it was a no-brainer they all just said, No, we can't go back yeah single-use cups let's stick with it and we 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 fell back to the swap and go system that we use with the husky cups so we we sort of already had that in place and but we went purely to that so that there's not the handling of cups by our staff it goes the customer puts it in a in a box and then um we get a fresh cup that's been commercially washed and sanitized from the machine but now last week we just went back to everyone can you can bring your own cups in again provided Mm -hmm. they're clean so maybe that's a good thing out of COVID that we've have made people bring clean, clean cups, cups in now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you, did you say fifty percent discount if you bring your own cup Uh out? no, it was fifty cents. Fifty so cent. That's right. yeah, that's what it was. Cent. That
2: that was our incentive to, you know, we were trying to phase them out. Yeah. yeah. Although
0: yeah. I think that's a great incentive. Still, I mean, a cup of coffee anywhere now for fifty-five dollars, depending where you go. Yeah. So fifty cents off. It's a great little incentive. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Did you have a few questions, Jess?
1: Well, I'm just disagreeing with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, it's a great little initiative, and and I think, um, sorry to no, no. cut in, but um, I just really hope that other businesses, other cafes, would be great if more did the same. Yeah. Um, it's just the more the more of the more of us cafes that are doing it, the easier that behaviour shift becomes for everyone. Yeah. Um,
1: you mentioned before that you know some other cafes that.
2: Yeah. So. That. Um, well, Lawn, the guys at HAH Lawn Beach, they, um, well, they didn't, they didn't use the disposable cups from the start, so they, they sort of had their own cups there that people could wander down to the beach. They're right on the beach there at Lawn. They could, customers could wander down with the cup and bring it back. Um, yep. So they just didn't even have them at all. Um, we'll see Whole Foods as well phase them out. Mm-hmm. Um, Feast in East Geelong. They're one of, probably only the one in Geelong that I know, and that they. Well, they use our coffee as well, which yep. is great. Yep. Um, yeah, they they phased them out a month or two after us last year. Yep. Um, and, again, they offered the similar options. Um, and, again, I'm happy to help. You know, spoke with Eileen from Feast, and then I'm happy to help any cafe out there that, you know, even if they don't have to be using our coffee, I just want to see more cafes doing it so that this behaviour shift can happen. Yep. Um, I had the guy... I go in um, Mollymook up near Ulladulla uh, runs a restaurant there called Tallwood and he he saw us phasing them out and he got in touch by social media and ended up calling me and yep. said can I borrow you for half an hour and yep. uh, chatted through how we went about phasing them out and, and how the response has been. So mm-hmm. um, again, they don't use our coffee or anything, they're just yeah, happy yeah. to just give them some advice. Um, had someone in Mexico message the other day <laughs> that, um, uh, again, uh, yeah, wondering how we went about it and and what the response has been and any tips for them. So yep. um, happy to help anyone worldwide. <laughs> yeah, so
0: for you, it's not about marketing; it's about actually making a difference.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just that behaviour change and just seeing yeah. um, less waste out there because um, it's a it's a big problem. Well that's huge australia around the world and um that that uh single-use mentality Mm -hmm. creates a lot of a lot of waste and for us you know again with our brand we're trying to raise awareness around marine debris and impact on uh the oceans and the the yeah animals in the ocean and so waste is a big problem yeah yeah
0: and if if there was ever a time to sort of bring that to the forefront there's been a lot of dolphins yeah swimming around fish shows and other beaches along tall Key. so that's right if ever there was a time to sort of think about our impact on the ocean and then we can just think about some of the animals that are out there that's like it like those magnificent dolphins that have been swimming around and I think one is actually just hanging around by itself isn't it yeah, the right. so. yeah they're
2: playing around a bit lately yeah
0: but yeah I think that's a that's a great initiative and uh, to be honest I remember coming here to get a coffee and I remember the fact that you didn't do takeaways and things. I, At the time, I didn't understand it. I didn't get it because being, coming from Melbourne, you know, 12 yeah. years in the city, you know, it's coffee, yeah. co- coffee culture and you, you get a cup and off you go and there's no talk of sustainability and the impact yeah. of plastic lids and all the rest. But having educated myself sort of by reading a few different books, like, we, t- we spoke about this in episode number one, actually, with Natalie Martin. But um, Yvonne Chouinard, the founder of Patagonia, he wrote a book called Let My People Go Surfing. Yep. And obviously, he's big on sustainability and all yep. the rest and being not 100% sustainable, but doing everything he can to reduce the impact, yep. reduce their impact on the environment. So having read that and working at Rapid Ascent in Torquay, we'd run a lot of events. So the Otway, Otway Odyssey, uh, the Surf Coast Century, and we eliminated plastic cups last year during the trail running series great. it was one of our big things Awesome. Um, single-use plastics as well so now yep. i get it i understand it i think it's a great initiative by yourself
2: yeah mm. thank you and we're doing the same with the we're doing a tin swap system as well with yeah. people um locally anyway ordering coffee for home we can yeah a bit like the old milkman we can they can leave their empty tin outside and we swap it with yep. the one full of coffee or they can here in the store as well they can bring in um, we've gone back to allowing all containers now so yeah you can bring in Tupperware or tin or a jar or whatever you like and um, we'll refill that uh, just to help with the packaging waste our bags are compostable but again it's not the best solution is reusable so yep. um, we'll try and do that where we can.
0: Mm-hmm. And being a roaster I don't quite understand the coffee industry but probably a good segue into your beans and where where do you get your like, social beans and all that? Because
2: yeah,
0: I mean that can be that's a whole other yeah. Pandora's box, can right. Like depending yeah. on where the beans come and come from and all the rest.
2: Yeah, so all uh, from different countries around the world, um, you know, mostly Central South America, but also Africa and India and Indonesia. Um, I use sort of a few different importers um, who work directly with with farmers. And so I get quite a lot of information through them, uh we we try and our best to source <coughs> coffee that we we can we know a lot of information on, and that they're uh, preferably um, farming sustainably, uh, looking after their staff and, and their community, and so we can get a lot of that information. And I first hand um, went last year with one of the, the Colombian importer I've got that have their own farm in Colombia, their are Colombian family, and I stayed at the farm and um they took me around a lot of the farmers they work with and um, that was incredible experience and yeah, that's awesome. seems a lifetime ago now with we can't we can't <laughs> right. even travel interstate at the moment but um i'm glad i did that trip last year yeah. um that was a big learning experience it's very timely so, yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah there's definitely like look, i'll talk about them in particular like they're helping farmers improve their quality and um, get a good price for their coffee because otherwise it could just get traded um, on the sea market which is basically like is on Wall Street and so the price of coffee can fluctuate with Wall Street and the farmers might be getting one day a lot less than what actually costs to produce it so when it's more directly sourced um, with the way we do it um, it's it's like done more privately so that they can produce good coffee they'll know they'll get a premium price for that so uh-huh. they're getting their efforts rewarded and so and again they may not take shortcuts now they might you know improve the methods they're using and make sure that they are farming sustainably because they know that they can get good income and yep. yeah yeah yeah
0: that's whereabouts in Africa in nah, that was okay, Colombia. yeah
2: yeah yep. it was uh, in the so I went to Bogota initially and then did an internal flight to the Kindio region um, yeah so, so Eat, good
0: when you say private sort of sourcing is it the point where you've got a personal relationship with these people like you go and have dinner with them when you go traveling or it doesn't go that far it's kind of uh,
2: well i did i did in this case um, uh, but generally with my other importers it's you know they're in melbourne a couple yep. of them and so i'm just dealing with them and then they're dealing direct with the farmers so it's sort of that one step removed um but the coffee net guys they're the Colombian ones they that's literally their like they've got a, a family member over here in sydney um and a rep down in melbourne and then they yeah they've, they've got their actual farm over okay. there so I, I met their crew there and and then met the other farmers that they work with and that was yeah pretty incredible really and and to see what they're doing at farm level like we think we control a lot you know when we're roasting it which we do you can control different a as- lot of different aspects of the flavor yep. and the baristas control a lot at their end um, but at farm level they're doing all sorts of stuff with you know, fermentation and different processes and
0: i know there would be a lot of coffee addicts out there listen jess listening in <laughs> <laughs> um, what makes a good coffee bean so is it similar to the wine industry you've got to have the right soil the right
2: correct environment, yes um, the right geography that's right um, well, altitude's good. Altitude. It can lead to a good, clean-tasting coffee with altitude and uh, sloping hills. And, yeah, the, there's the. very. Oh, so there's there's a coffee belt hills. similar to the wine belt. Yeah. Um, there's a coffee belt around the world. And, like, in Australia, you can grow it up around, like, around the Byron Bay sort of area that's sort of... Yeah. Um,
0: I was going to say, can you grow it in Australia? A big, vast... Yeah, there's some that? around, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, just near Byron and, and possibly into Queensland, I think. Um, but you need... That humidity and uh, a little bit of altitude yep. and um, sloping hills. The um,
0: I mean, economics probably don't stack up in Australia. It's probably a little yeah, bit more expensive. Right.
2: Yeah, it's more a lot more expensive, and so a lot of the ones that um, grow it in Australia, they tend to roast their own, and okay. um, yep. it's it's viable that way. It's it's not okay. viable for someone to sell it, someone like me, and, yep. and do it. You um, can't have any middlemen. Yeah, and there's just not right, there's just not the abundance as well and um, of good places to grow it here as well Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so those beans get packaged up
0: (coughs) under the Ocean Grind brand they come to you to your industrial estate here in in Torquay and then you sell them basically to the retailers which are the cafes around Torquay Geelong
2: yeah so we yeah we come up we've obviously got a few different blends so it's a case of I guess we do you know cupping here which is like the proper way to taste test it so we've, we've had the same few blends for a while actually but then we often have a single origin one that's you know got its own thing going on and we'll showcase that um, but yeah we we roast them all separately and, and do our our blends and then um, yeah we then package it here and yeah ship it off to our, our customers
0: yeah it sounds like a busy operation so you got the the roasting side of the business and then the cafe side of the business so you're managing staff do you want to take us through a typical day in the life?
2: Yeah, sure thing. It's um, probably not a typical day. <laughs> no, there's not really. Um, but look, I usually come in first thing, and I might, you know, check the roast roast schedule for the day and see what we've got on the shelves and what might be needed for our customers, our wholesale customers.
0: So you've got a roasting schedule.
2: Yeah, yep. we just decide what we're going to roast, so that make sure we we're sort of we're sort of roasting for the week ahead, because coffee needs to be rested. Um, it's a bit of coffee education for you. but <laughs> yeah, it, that's cool. The first day or two, coffee is very, um, it's not great to have straight away. It, it's actually sort of too fresh. Uh, it's releasing carbon dioxide and gases. That's why you have the valve in your bag. Is um, it really bitter? It can taste a bit sharp, kind sharp. of. So it's better once it's settled after a few days and the chocolatey flavours come through and yep. um, it'll pour better as well you know, if you're using a commercial machine. Um, so, yeah, we we kind of got to keep a week ahead sort of thing so we've got to be my yeah yeah definitely have a schedule going on and planning ahead and so yeah sort of yeah i'll check what what we need to roast i'll check what orders have come in um chat to the team and um see what what's needed to do for the day and and then i might yeah head up to the office and do some admin um and yeah as you said it, it could go a different ways from there there could be deliveries to do there could be someone needs a hand fixed in their grinder or um you know lots of, lots of odd jobs in the warehouse mm. to do uh and at the moment i during covid i've been sort of going home at lunchtime and giving kim um you know a hand so it's the homeschooling and letting her go and then do her work how many kids do you uh, have now Three. Three, uh, three daughters so what just three what, girls yeah yeah i know i'm in trouble <laughs> um 11, seven and 6 they yeah. are um so, yeah, I've tended to go home and take over the homeschooling at lunchtime and let Kim do some of her work or get Did out of get the house for a run and or something. This
0: is, this is a picture of Columbia. This is yeah, weird. that's right.
2: Yeah, we'll do our geography. And, oh, actually, they've, <laughs> they've been working on their barista skills at home. Oh, right. <laughs> during this, so, um, would that yeah. Be a,
0: just a, yeah. Would that be a long-term goal to have the family working in the business? Would um would you like to keep that separate?
2: No, I think so. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Let them choose? Um, yeah, let them choose for sure. Um, but it's nice to know that you could, yeah, potentially have them in here and there's lots of different, you know, jobs that can be done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then by the afternoon, I tend to try and get some exercise in and whether that's a surf or a run or something then um, try and but fit that in as well. But Just
0: depending on the swell?
2: Yeah, depending on the swell. I try and sort of out a few times a week, but it, yeah, depends on the conditions for that week. Did you go um, out yesterday? I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go? Uh, steps. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, must have been nice that out there.
0: That's good. Did you get out? Yeah, went out to 13th. Yeah. of the point, so. was big. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. It was actually quite scary. I <laughs> 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 got, got got on one wave and uh, I reckon it was the, it's up there with one of the biggest waves I've ever got. Looking yep. back from the shore, that didn't look huge. <laughs> <laughs> when you're out there, my God. Yeah. Um, I reckon it was six, seven foot, (laughs) so let's call it four foot, (laughs) but it was like getting shot out of a cannon, it was so so powerful, but yeah, it was a fun day, fun morning.
2: Oh, it's been a good couple of days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's key to who you are, just getting out there. You said that uh, the reason behind sustainability was so your kids can enjoy nature as it is today and not an altered version of um, the way it could be in the future if we don't get our act together as as human beings. That's right that's a big part of who you are
2: that's right and I think yeah it's, uh, I think you've got the opportunity when you've got a you know a business or a brand and a bit of a voice then you know it feels good to do something good with that as well and um yeah. so I remember my oh, you know, she was 10 at the time when the first day we um ditched the single use cups and I picked her up from school I think and she said um how was your day and I said it was the first day we did the the cup thing and she said oh How'd it go? I said, oh, it was really busy actually. And she said, Oh, well, that's good. You saved a lot of plastic. Yeah. And so I was pretty blown yeah. away that she could see that straight away. And um, yeah. I mean, kids see it see it so clearly, don't yeah. they? And, um, it's
0: obvious for kids. Yeah. 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 For whatever reason.
2: Yeah, they don't have the bad habits that, that we get, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of um, the time we're thinking commercially, aren't we? You know, what makes money, what doesn't?
2: Yeah.
0: And that can sort of get in the way, but that doesn't get in the way for kids.
2: Yeah, that's right. They
0: see plastic is bad. Yeah. That's it. End of end of story. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's yeah, it's sometimes good to have that someone without that filter, and they do just go. It does make you go, yeah, why?
0: So she would have been ten years old at the time. Yeah. You said that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Have you um have you can you go back into like your inventory and see like last year how much you ordered in plastic or takeaway cups and see this is how many cups we've. Yeah, well I, I think I worked out
2: recently when it, we ticked over the year. Um, and look, you know, it's hard to get it bang on because you've got an element of people that that dined in instead of taking away and so on. But yeah, from what I could tell, it'd be somewhere in the vicinity of 50,000 cups. Wow. Um, as huge. well as One year. I've forgotten how many because they all come in a plastic sleeve as well. So yeah. it's like there was hundreds of plastic sleeves that were saved as well. And we're not a we're not a, a massive, you know, bit thriving busy cafe where you know where we're at the back of an industrial estate so I imagine Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's
3: massive. That's Fifty thousand yeah. cups.
0: So that's a couple of semi trailers of plastic cups and that's from one operation. Yeah I I think about. that's
2: what I think it's good if people can see built up numbers like that or if yeah. they if they were to look at a pile of cups that might get used. Yeah. Over a year, I think it's often out of out of sight, out of mind. You know, you yeah. dish the cu- you know your cup in the bin and forget about it. But mm. if you just see what gets used in a year yep. for each person, it's yeah, it's a bit scary when you're looking at it that way. So yeah.
0: Well, that's one of the big things, isn't it? It's one of the the hardest selling points to for sustainability and the environment and all the rest is you know what difference can one person make? But one person collectively, as we've just seen. That's 50,000 cups in a year, yeah.
2: was it? Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that that's huge, and that's only one operation, as we said. So,
2: yeah. so it'd be good to see cup-free Torquay, I reckon, at some yeah. stage. Yeah, cup-free um, Torquay. <laughs> um,
1: that's a good that's movement. A do you have plans for any, um, well, I guess this year, because um, you do the markets, the yep. night markets, night jar markets. The market, toilet market. No, no, twilight market. The twilight market, yeah. Um, did you have any more planned this year, or you don't know?
2: It's uh, going we'll see, it's, going to, it's looking pretty hard with... Restrictions. Yeah. Um,
0: Do you want to just briefly explain the concept of the twilight yeah,
2: market? Yeah. So the twilight market, um, I guess it was a chance to showcase other makers and artists and producers in the region.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and sort of shine a light on them. And um, the sort of reasoning, I guess, was, well, you know, I'm we're a small producer and maker, and so to practice what I preach, I wanted to kind of shine a light on these other. Um, local makers and support them uh, and yep. hope that you know people support them like that support me and yeah um, it just keeps our community strong with that sort of mentality so yeah. um you alluded to it actually in episode
0: two with tell lemons that's right and it's, it had a big <laughs> impact for him yeah oh yeah i don't understand he's got a free trestle table for life <laughs> <laughs> that's right
2: i always joke with him that he um that he's like just always hiding out down the back of the warehouse there and then like when we set up for the markets he just suddenly appears. Yeah. <laughs> um, but needs a table. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, just
0: waiting out the back with his prints and
2: That's right. No, he's been he's been yeah, awesome. Um from the I think he yeah, did the very first one where we only had a small number of stalls and I just loves his stuff. Well there's one of his prints up behind you there actually. Oh there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh it is too. Yeah. Yep.
0: Actually you can tell that straight away, that's the tall lemon style.
2: Yep. So great little photo. Yeah, he was all for it, and I think he helped help suggest a couple other potential storeholders um, as well. And um, yeah, he was a good one. And Natalie Martin was yeah one of your other mm. a few yeah, of your guests have been on. Natalie Martin, yeah. Build for Adventure did one. We're just so, picking off all the people you've yeah done. yeah yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, they've been a great event, and it really I'm pretty proud of them to be honest. Yeah. Like just to see the people that came out to those, and and that was all just. There was no mainstream advertising it was just social yeah. media and word of mouth and mm-hmm. um, yeah it got such a good underground kind of following and then um, um, I was stoked with the people that that got got involved you know Patagonia provisions I think that you know they've got the the food supplies and things Patagonia provisions even had a stall here once and mm-hmm. um, yeah now we've had some great artists here and um, it's just a good a good vibe having people come and celebrate local like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. So hopefully next year or something again.
2: Yeah, you'd hope for um I'd probably hope by the end of summer yep. we could do another one. Yep. Um so
0: when's it typically held?
2: Uh sort of we often do one at the start of spring and then there's a Christmas one in December. Yep. And then like one around for Easter. Yeah. Um we did the art local mm-hmm. thing as well. Again, Natalie Martin, well she didn't she did most of the leg work for that. Um but her and I got together and organized that at Easter last year yeah um, and that was a mixture of artists and photographers uh, and that went really well we sold a third of the artwork um, oh. over that like there was 50 something pieces yep. on display <coughs> and yeah sold a third of the artwork so I think I think the artists liked you know having having their artwork in a, in a different space getting seen by yeah. people and we organized another one for the Easter just gone. It was going to be an ocean themed photography one, yep. um, but obviously we had to cancel that with COVID. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, yeah, we can spark that one up again yeah. in the new year. Yeah. Tell on board
0: to help out with that one. Yeah. I would right. personally love to see an exhibition like that. Yeah. there is so many talented ocean photographers yep. on the surf coast, yep. and even Ballerine Peninsula and other places as well, further down Warrnambool, mm-hmm. Portland as well. Yeah. So I'd love to see that happen.
2: No, for sure.
3: Um, Actually,
2: so, sorry, yeah.
0: Jess, just, just, uh, was one thing I was going to ask in one of the captions in the lead up to re- recording today trying to promote this episode and I uh, spoke briefly about having a big impact on the community so that's one of the ways you're having an, an impact on the community and you're very conscious of that by the sounds.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, as a business I don't want to... You, you want to just give to the community where you can. And um, yeah, so I I think the markets were a good start for that. Where you know I was there week in, week out for well five years at the market, and you meet a lot. Yeah, you meet a lot of lot of different people and um, hear what they got going on or what their concerns are about the community. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, again, here at the warehouse, it was good to have a space where people can sit and chat and people have meetings and all sorts of stuff and and then yeah we're, we're doing beach cleanups um we sort of do one a month but obviously that's been on hold with COVID as well um
0: yeah there's a corona cleanup happening yeah queen
2: of coast crew have, yeah got yep. one coming up um
0: and just gonna be out there and force yep. for that yeah you just you just go out and fill up a bag of rubbish don't you yeah that's right which sounds bad <laughs> it's not a great uh, no,
2: promotion
0: for, but amount of stuff that you see out there just lying around yeah but you can have a bag full in an hour so. yeah
1: 10 minutes
2: yeah so again it's been Yeah. You know, i guess we're just trying to practice what we preach there and yeah. help yeah. run the a few cleanups during the year and um we've done a couple of events for mental health we had the the hit for hit for mental health event um in collaboration with dragon um oh cool last year we had four tennis table four tennis table tennis tables in here yep. um and a good crowd and we did a round robin tournament and yep. yeah. Um, yeah that was that was good fun yeah uh, that was with um, for ocean mind as well that was yep. um yep. who did the, the surf lessons um, yeah
1: that's a great
2: so that's yeah just i just think it's important to um, do some meaningful meaningful events for your community yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Or even now, especially in, the, in this environment with Corona, we just don't know what's happening sort of day to day. Restrictions have been eased a little bit, but yeah, there's still a lot of uncertainty and there's still a lot of people that still lost their jobs and not much in the way of jobs coming forth. That's right,
2: so, yeah.
0: I mean, there's always a job out there if you want to go pick and pack and do all sorts of odd things, but for people to get back into their careers and other things, it's going to be a big thing, mental health. That's so. right. Yeah. And other good initiatives. So lots of really, really positive initiatives. What about the bad days? So every every guest we've had so far, they they talk about the bad days and days when you possibly want to pack it in. How do you? What's your mindset for coping for days like that? Do you have days where you're just like, what am I doing? I should just go back to Barwood water and.
2: <laughs> uh, most days. No, no. <laughs> I definitely in, in the early days of, of doing this full-time, I, um, there were some tough times where, you know, a bank account was bottoming out and I was just feeling a bit worried about, you know, is this the right decision and we got kids, kids happening and mortgage and everything and, um, but, Kim was great, she, yeah, was, was adamant that I need, you know, should persist with it and, um, I think if you've got if you've got a good product and you've you've got long term vision and, and values in place that you're confident in, then you know, that was sort of my approach. I, I felt I had had those things and that I just wanted to so that gave me the strength to, to stick through it mm-hmm. and persist. Um, and just focus on that end goal and just know that you know whether you're doing a forty hour week or a eighty hour week, just Keep at it because um you, the things you're doing are, are the things you need to do to get get to that place you want to get to. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. But yeah, that's so um, just
0: sticking by your values. Yeah. What they just are.
2: just trust in your yeah your values and your vision. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the key thing around that is how if you've got a product that you know is good, like you can always spend money on marketing and advertising things, but if if you don't have a product that people are like and are coming back for, then yeah. you know they're going to see through that. So, yeah. and I felt, you know, early on that, um, and you know, I think the markets helped that. You get a lot of instant positive feedback in yeah. <laughs> your market. So, I knew the product was pretty strong, and so all the other stuff would come in time. So, yeah, I just stuck at it, and yeah, and I, I don't have those sort of thoughts anymore yeah, um yeah. still have bad days but yeah yeah
1: so when you talk about your vision are you saying that you've you've reached that point where you've you know this is where you've wanted to get to or you like what do you see? uh yeah sort of yeah
2: yeah yeah i think definitely getting there there's still a few more bits to fall into place but um yeah certainly the last year to year to two years um know he's got busier we've got more cafes that are partnering with us yep and they're partnering with us because not just the coffee but our values as well and mm-hmm. um, yeah so definitely yeah getting a long way to where it, where I want it to be yeah That's good, good. Yeah.
0: and who inspires you going forward I get I can kind of hazard a guess that you the community and your team and the people around you inspire you. For sure, yep. who inspires you in life, and well, I guess one life and two business.
2: Um, well, in business, probably. You spoke about them already, but Patagonia, probably. Oh yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, a big fan of Yvonne? Uh, yeah, Yvonne and um, and Patagonia, what they're about, and um, you know their products and their and their values, and and that they, yeah, get involved with. You know, uh, a lot of issues. Locally and globally. Yeah, they really um,
0: take a stand, don't they?
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, it's
0: definitely not a passive approach to so sustainability. Yeah,
2: that's right. And just yeah, similar to them, you know, each decision you make, to thinking about how to minimise the harm on the environment with every everything you're yeah. doing, to to the best that you can, mm-hmm. um, have that as part of your design and decision making as you go. Um, Belroy as well. They're a local brand as well that make the wallets. Um, what,
0: what are they called?
2: Bellroy. Bellroy. Yep. yep. Got one here. Got a wallet here. If you <laughs> In the pocket. Want to see. This the one you prepared earlier. The, the moths might fly out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, similarly, out. they. Similarly, um, they. This one there. Oh, very cool. But they make, yeah, beautiful wallets and leather products and things. But they, uh, again, they they look at ways of doing things better. They, you know, ethically. it's <laughs> cool source their leather and, and, and just the way they design and, and things. And then I guess other roasters in Melbourne, um, you know, the way they go about their coffee and their sustainability as well, um, you know, Duke's, Duke's Roasters in Melbourne, yeah, like Seven Seeds and Sonali and mm-hmm. uh, Proud Mary's, they've all been real pioneers in, in um, coffee. Yep. Um, in life probably I guess my, my friends you know done a lot of uh cool things a lot of my friends are you know watching them be successful some of them have changed careers as well and um yeah I'd say yeah definitely Kim as well my wife mm-hmm. um she two years ago got diagnosed with multiple myeloma which is a blood cancer um so that sort of really sideswiped us out of nowhere Like she she dealt with breast cancer when we were 30, so 13 years ago, Mm -hmm. Um, and that you can kind of understand, and you know it's more common, and um, but then to get diagnosed with the myeloma was it just sideswiped us completely. And but yeah, to watch her the way she took it on, and her stoicism was just incredible. And like she's she's all clear now. Had treat you know chemotherapy and. Yeah. everything and is all clear now like it it doesn't go away forever it, but at least we know that we can just monitor it going forward but she yeah was was just amazing and such a good role model for the girls as well yeah. mm. and um is as fit as ever she's exercising she's working um so yeah i guess that's definitely <laughs> been an inspiration yeah. Yeah. for yeah. me as well that resilience yeah um and then yeah i guess the usual splattering of Athletes and musicians and things that I follow and like and um, yeah, just lots of different pieces and 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 I think as you touched on before, just locally, uh, other people doing creative stuff, the sort of people you're getting on this podcast um, uh, and the people we have at our twilight market, so just um, it's great seeing other makers go about it and um, putting great products out there locally, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely great to bring some of their stories to life because you see their stuff. You see, you see, you know, it's, for example, Natalie Martin's artwork, but you don't know the yep. story necessarily behind yep. Natalie. Having six years at Rip Curl and making the decision to go full-time right. as an artist. Like, yep. That's a big decision. Yeah, for sure. And just bringing those stories to life and your story about sustainability yep. and, and your wife, Kim, yep. as well. So it's an absolute privilege to bring those stories to life. So yep. we do have a question about creativity. and Actually, I'm interested to hear your answer to this because... <laughs> Given your engineering background and you know, engineering, very structured, you know, very methodical, <laughs> very numbers, you know, physics and all the rest and uh, the difference between nature and nurture. So, yep. something you're born with or something that can be cultivated?
2: So, well, a bit of both. Um, but, yeah, aside from the engineering, though, there is a bit of hospitality in the blood. So, I ah. I grew up, well, my family has run a, a pub in Geelong for over 60 years, so... Oh I wow. uh, grew up doing a few dishes and collecting glasses, oh, and pouring a few beers there, and yeah, all my part-time work through uni and so on was um, hospitality. Which pub was this? Uh, Sawyer's Arms Tavern. Oh yeah,
0: Sawyer's oh, yeah.
3: yep.
2: Arms. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, so did a lot of hospitality on the side of uni and things uh-huh. growing up, I guess. So, and I've got yeah, aunties and cousins that have that have done. Or in hospitality. so I think there's something <laughs> simmering under there that yep. I, I couldn't really avoid um, uh, but yeah you can nurture as well I believe um, creativity um, I think I think the key thing there though is that um, you need to have you need to have that passion and, and authenticity yep. as well um, for to be able to nurture it yep. yeah 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 so you can't be wanting to say
0: become an, a photographer just for the Instagram likes you've yep. got to love it that's right you've got to love it without Instagram yeah type thing
2: for sure and
0: I think yeah. it's a good word you use there simmering I like yep. that word because <laughs> a lot of people can get stuck I, I know personally that's what happened to myself I think there was just something simmering you know 12 years in finance in this city in Melbourne there was yep. always something simmering Just yep. didn't feel comfortable yeah sitting in an office for nine ten hours a day yep. in front of a screen so for sure. Especially with life now the way it is, and yeah. you know, to think what I was missing out on for 12 years.
2: Oh, you made a good move. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And I think, like even just thinking back, you, that's so crazy that you've just walked in to get a coffee and seen a popcorn maker <laughs> going <laughs> off, roasting some beans, and all of a sudden you're like, if you fast forward.
0: Here we are in your showroom.
1: <laughs> that's just <laughs> doing a podcast. Crazy, like, it is. It's really cool, really cool story. <laughs> that's the
0: How long did the $10 Kmart special last?
2: Oh, I think I only did one roast with it, it <laughs> <laughs> <That's> probably up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd roasted them in about three minutes and it should take, you know, oh, really? ten minutes <laughs> yeah. longer than that. But yeah. So they they sort of looked apart the but there was no, the no flavour. Flavor. But there, yeah, there's people, if you look online, there's people t- tinkering Too with about. popcorn poppers to <laughs> wow. make them work or using heat guns or, yeah. yeah. Also,
0: using the old bullet or something?
2: Well, essentially you could do it with a wok over over flame, really, it's just about heat over time, yeah. but yeah. That's so go. cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a good new ISO activity for you yeah. maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't send us in your pictures if it goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> House on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Getting towards the end of the podcast, Mark. It's already been an hour, so it's been great chatting with you. A lot of our listeners will be hanging on every word you say because you know there's there's quite a few. I know from comments and stuff that people have aspirations to start cafes and coffee roasting type businesses and even a retail type of business with an eye on sustainability, what would your number one piece of advice be for people that are sort of, I don't know, maybe stuck in a part-time job, working full-time, have it ideas, they don't know how to take that next step? I know you took that step with, with the markets in Torquay, it seems to yep. be a great little yep. booster for you in terms of um, getting your product up, out there and yep. mixing and building relationships. What sort of advice would you give to people out there in that situation?
2: Um, Yeah, I'd say to just, well, first of all, just take that step, step across that line. Um, Certainly, you know, do your planning and so on, but you've got to take that step and then you've got to put yourself out there because you won't know what opportunities are actually there until you've stepped across that line and and put yourself out there. Um, Yeah, you you don't know... there's people that will help you in your business, and 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 will give you opportunities that you won't meet them until you've yeah gone out there, until you've knocked on some doors, until you've done a stall in a market, until you've you know called some you know collaborated with someone on, on a project. Um, yeah, it's just it's about making that move because a lot of the opportunities that have come up for me weren't there until I, I'd taken that leap out. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I definitely relate to that with the podcast. Like we did episode one with Alan Imo, who are our good friends, so that was a given. (laughs) Yeah. And basically volunteered themselves. Yeah. And then after episode one, it was such a good episode, and just went crazy in terms of downloads. It's still our second most popular episode now. Tales taken over from episode two last week, but (laughs) yeah, after episode one, we're like, what do we do now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's the point where you've got to put, yeah. really put yourself out there. Yeah. That's right. Make yourself vulnerable. Yeah. And thankfully, people have been very accommodating, and had a lot of people come forward to us too.
2: Yeah. And you'll find one one thing leads to the other, then, and, yeah. and yeah. that all snowballed because you'd taken that first step. Yeah. yeah. Made the first move. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For us, it already has, and for you, it clearly has as well. So. I mean, having the ability to put on something like an exhibition for local artists like that's, that's crazy. Yes. I, I imagine that wasn't part of the initial business plan.
2: No, not not totally. And then and uh, we had even had a we had a podcast a live podcast hosted here, the Lit Surfing yep. podcast during Bells last year. Oh, and nice. We had Nicky Van Dyke and Wilco and a few <laughs> others here. Oh really? And, um, Big fan. I was spitting out. Oh no, he wasn't there that night, but he He's dropped he, in, he, he, he dropped he? in for yeah. coffee yeah. There you well.
0: go. It's my dream to have Mick on the podcast. So, <laughs> Mick, if you're tuning in, we're coming after you. <laughs> I want to get him on because oh, he's got a great story to tell and yep. talk. He's a bit of a second home for him as well. Yeah. It's, uh being sponsored by Rip Curl long term, so Rip mm. Curl pretty much adopted him. So.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, we're very much an unofficial sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Loves his coffee, so I'll, yeah. Well, next
0: time you see him, just drop I'll a line. Trying <laughs>
2: Drop the word Shut- in for you guys. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there we go. Putting ourselves out there. <laughs> uh, it's been great to chat, Mark. You've got any final questions, Jess?
1: Um. Yeah. Just where can our listeners find out more about you or order a coffee? What's
2: the uh, Yeah. We well just you can give us a follow at at Ocean Grind on Instagram or Facebook, and then the website's oceangrind.com.au. Yeah. And we have the online store there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hello. Otherwise. We're open Monday to Saturday.
1: Yep, bring your husky bring your cup. cup. Husky yep. cup.
0: Yep. So the swap and go is finished?
2: No, so the swap and go is there. Go. They can bring, still bring the husky for the swap and go, or just they can bring any cup in. Yep, yep. Um, so it's either or. And hopefully soon enough we might, uh, well they've just eased restrictions, but we'll we'll hope to have dine-in soon. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, Mark. Um, thanks very much, guys. Yeah, it's been fun.
0: Yeah, thanks for your time today, Mark. It's been brilliant. I know you're busy, so to take an hour of your time today is very generous, so we thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. And thank you. can't wait to publish this episode, episode number four of Surf Coast Creatives Podcast.
1: Yep.
2: Awesome, thanks for having me.
1: No worries.
0: And where can we go just to follow on? and?
1: So if you want to um, follow along on our Instagram, it's surf coast Creatives, all one word. Uh, you can also head head across to the website to listen to any other of the guests that we've had on or that we've mentioned today. So www.surfcoastcreatives.com and subscribe to the to the podcast to the pod. there.
0: Email subscription that is. So we send out a weekly email just with a few hints and tips and all the rest. And our blog is growing by the day. So. And
1: we've also got our resources page.
0: Yeah, check out the new resources section on the, on the website. We're just going to keep building and building and building that. So, just little apps and software and all sorts of stuff you can use as a small business owner. So, check that out when you get a chance. Big welcome to to all our new subscribers. So, doing a photo live during the podcast with Mark. There we go. Thank you. I think I blinked. <laughs> anyway, thanks for your time, Mark. It's been a pleasure, and hope to see Ocean Grind full scene ahead across the summer.
2: Oh, yeah. Thanks very pleasure. much. Thank yeah. you.